Welcome to Recruitment Diaries, Life in Private Staffing with me, Philippa Smith, discussing the highs and lows of recruitment in general, behind the scenes of us here all at Silver Swan, and of course, the weird and wonderful world of private staffing, an industry where, as we know, anything and everything can happen. Welcome back, everybody. Fifth season of our podcast, Live and Private Staffing. As you'll see, we've had a little bit of a shake-up. We've got Imogen, who's our marketing girl, that basically told me it was getting a bit boring, <laughs> which is fair enough, because four years, four years of the same format. Um, so we've mixed it all up a little bit. You'll have seen we've changed the title slightly, Recruitment Diaries, Life in Private Staffing, mainly because we're going to incorporate a bit more of what we do here, a bit more about us, um, give people a bit, a bit more of an insight into the... Um, difficult world of recruitment that people often don't see, but obviously still continuing with our focus in private staffing. We're going to have different guests on, we're going to have different themes um, and try and make them as valuable as possible. Uh, but thank you very much for joining. This is nothing without you all. I still can't believe you tune in to hear me wang on four years, five years in, but it's ace and we do get loads of feedback and I do forget that actually this is a super useful resource for a lot of people. So um, thank you very much for coming back. I've got a co-host today. Hi, Laura. Hi. <laughs> if anyone is, anyone has listened to this, every January we start a new season and I drag Laura on as my first guest. And every year I'm like, I promise it's the last. It never bloody is. Every year you promised me wine as well. I know. And we this is why I keep coming back. We literally, a second ago, I said we should have got some wine, but yeah. it's upstairs and I can't be asked upstairs. Fair enough, but yeah. I have yet to see that promise of wine. Okay, okay. One day. Yeah. I don't think we could be trusted though to record with wine. To be fair, I would like to just hear us. Just should we try see. it? Yeah. Let's try it one day. Okay, okay cool. Okay, it's a deal. Okay, Season we... six. <laughs> exactly. Stay tuned, guys. Exactly. So, in fact, I've got a very professional setup here today. We've got Imogen here, uh, who's our um, social media guru. We've even got our fancy sound engineer in today, haven't we? Hi, Nikolai. Who I've been working with for years and never met, but he's come to help us sort of set up. We're recording a lot of this one today, so we'll see some of this out on video. Um, so, yeah, very professional setup, Laura. What do you think? I mean, I feel like I should start charging you. For I feel my like I should have dressed a bit smarter. I've come to scruff today. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I feel like I should have done a lot of things. You should have seen Laura's face this morning when I told her that we're going to video it. I've never seen fear like it. <laughs> I've never seen someone like rally round for tools to help. <laughs> I did. I needed a, good, a solid hour to be I fair would, to exactly. get ready for this. Well, here we are. So everyone knows you, but quickly introduce yourself and what you do here. So I'm Laura. I'm a senior recruitment consultant for the UK and Ireland, um, specialising in private households for the moment. I've put together a few things to, for people to get to know a bit better. Are you ready? Quick fire round. What's your favourite thing to do at the weekend? Watch rugby and drink wine. <laughs> <laughs> You've answered my next two questions, nearly. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Football or rugby? Rugby. Wine or beer? Wine. Cheese or chocolate? Cheese. Snow or sun? Sun. Theatre or movies? Movies. Introvert or extrovert? Extrovert. Heels or trainers? Trainers. That's all I've got. That's a great, great, that a like, little, I love that game. A good little bit Yeah, around. I really like okay, that. Okay, cool. We've got Chris on the show later. I've got some for him as well. Okay, I'm excited. Um, so we'll see. I think that gives a good overview of you as a whole. Basically, I'm a cheese-eating wine fiend who loves rugby. Yeah, you talk about cheese a lot. You talk about wine a lot. And all you talk about is rugby. And, oh yeah, and rugby. <laughs> I, I do love rugby. And it's rugby season, so... Get ready, Philippa. I feel, you know what? It's always rugby season. I feel like rugby's on all the time. And it, thank God it is. All the time. Well, yeah, well, it should be on more often because there is <sighs> there is a gap. 
And you mm. rugby fans out there will know what I'm talking about. But like mm. between the club rugby and the international, there's a tiny gap of depression. Does Marius like rugby? Yes. He has wind. Okay, yes. that's good. He does. Mm. Hi, Marius. I like, um, so Matt, who's our ops manager, and his wife, Lucy, he's English and she's Welsh. There's always an interesting conversation in the office when there's... Yes. Whatever inter-rugby yeah. game, whatever you call that. Six Nations? <laughs> is that what it's called? When different... Honestly, yeah. she is like, you went last year. <laughs> oh, I did, I did, I did. You're so funny. But anyway, so there we go. Okay, fab. So, episode for today, January, New Year. A lot of people tend to look for work in new roles in the new year. So we thought this episode, we would focus a bit on uh, appreciating the fact that a lot of people are looking for jobs and do a bit of a session focused on agencies. The point of agencies, why we should use them, things you should be aware of, how we can get the most out of them. Because this is the time, as we've noticed, a massive influx of people contacting us. And some of them do it really well and some of them just don't do it well for them. So we thought it'd be useful to give a bit of advice over the course of the episode as to how to get the most out of your agency. Our next episode, our follow-up episode, we're going to delve a bit deeper and do it focused on how to apply and interview as well as possible. So our next episode, we're going to get a CV, a professional CV writer on to talk about how to write your CV or resume. And then we're going to do some full-on like deep dive into inter- interview, how to interview well. So hopefully the first couple of episodes will help those that are looking for work at the moment. So that's what we'll talk about today. Before we get started, I've, well, I've got some fun facts on recruitment, if oh. you can believe there's a thing. <laughs> oh, wow. Do you believe there's a fun fact recruitment? I, 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 how could I not, honestly? <laughs> how, how, Lay them it, on. It's, it's, a, it's very fun. <laughs> how well, how many recruitment, agen- recruitment agencies do you think there are in the UK? Like just general recruitment yeah. agencies? Oh, thousands. How many do you think? 5,700. 30,000. Shut up. No way. There's over 200,000 recruiters. God, that's insane. Yeah, Go off, though. I know. That's pretty cool. 80% of the 30,000 recruitment businesses are micro, so with less than 10 people in. 80-20. But only 20% of those are big ones. And actually, we're more than 10 people, so we are actually in the 20%. Oh, so I was going to show how many tiny agencies there are. Yeah, gosh, that's amazing though, isn't it? I get that though, because if I think about loads of people I know, a lot of people set up small agencies. Yeah, yeah. This is interesting. So it's worth 42 billion, the recruitment industry in the UK. That does make sense though. But what's interesting is 36 billion is temp recruitment, only 6 billion is perm. How would that? Because a lot do contract, don't they? Yeah, I suppose. Does that like yeah. tech industry? Yeah, a contract tech industry. Workers, there's loads of like, yeah, Matt, Matt leave. But we only short term contracts. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Maybe we should be doing more tech. There's 36 billion pound out there. You're, we're going to get so many phone calls now that you said that. Yeah, we really should. <laughs> How many new agencies do you reckon open a, in a year? Oh my god, I hate that. Oh, ugh, sixty. <laughs> Eight thousand. <000. laughs> I'm literally just pulling figures out of thin air. Eight thousand new recruitment agencies a year set up, but sixty percent of them cl- then close down. So only half of them, mm. and over, and half of them close down the first year. I think it's just a show, like, I'm just trying to get at when we talk about recruitment agencies, like, so many people think they can do recruitment. Oh my God, yeah. And a lot of people do do it, but so many recruitment agencies fail. Yeah. It's actually really difficult to be a good recruitment agency. Well, you have to really love us. I know. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. if, you, if you stop caring about it, yeah. you can't do it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Because you, you you can't stop caring about something and keep doing it. Like yeah. recruitment, you, you genuinely have to care about what you're doing. And we can tell when people come and work here. Like, the thing is, I get people say to me all the time, do you think I'd be good at recruitment? I don't know. Like, yeah, you, you won't to, know. Yeah, you have exactly. to do it. Yeah. And that's why there's a big turnover in recruitment because so many people start and think, it's it's so hard. Mm. And so many people just haven't got the stomach for it or don't love it enough to be able to stomach the, the lows. Yeah. Especially in the contingent recruitment that we do, which is you only get paid when you place, I'd say about 60, 70% of our work's unpaid. So all those people on LinkedIn that say recruiters are money grabbers, you're in it for the feed, only care about money, trust me. 
I'm definitely, we're definitely not. I mean, you know, the money's great, but we, we can't trust only be me. doing it for the money. Trust me. I know. It's, <laughs> it's too hard. And then the last couple of things I thought were interesting. 92% of candidates report having a bad experience while job hunting. Yeah. Yeah. That's a shame, isn't it? Whether it's direct or through agencies. Yeah. But like, it, it's a process that nobody wants to do. Nobody people wants hate, to. And it's people hate hiring. Yeah. And then people hate hiring. People hate changing jobs. It's a stressful process. So again, I can see why recruitment agencies, there's a real place for good recruitment agencies to help that. And then 78% of recruitment industry professionals said tight talent pools was their biggest challenge. Would you say that? What's your biggest challenge? Yeah, I'd say talent pools. Like, yeah, I'd say candidates purely because a lot of the roles that we deal with are so niche mm. that you do struggle. Um, like we were talking about this earlier, you were mm. saying about the butler search that I'm working on. Mm. Um, I've got these fantastic butler roles, but they are in a part of the country that mm, there's not a lot of butlers. Mm. Um, you know, down in the southwest coast, most butlers, in my opinion, or my experience, are going to be in London or on the shooting estates up in Scotland or in the Cotswolds. So it's even... Those little talent pools, that's probably the struggle, yeah. I can imagine down in those little areas, there'll be people saying, oh, is Butler's even a thing? They I know, even a thing. I know. But like also, half of me is kind of like, what a gorgeous place to live. Yeah. You're down by the sea. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah. But I guess there's not that many formal homes though. That is true. That is true. And it is like a small world, isn't yeah. it? Like everyone's quite close knit down there, mm. I think as well. And like you have to like know people to know people to know mm. people down there. So maybe it's that, yeah. If anyone lives in Southwest England and Butler, <laughs> get in touch. Oh yeah, get in touch. Get in touch. <laughs> Where are we? Is it Southwest? Yes. Southwest. Yes. New Butler. We're short of Butlers in Southwest. <laughs> Just basically anyone who works in a private household down Southwest, give me a call, please. Yeah. We get loads of roles down there, don't we? We do. We've, well, we've got like, we've got a couple of people now that we have a really good relationship with. We've got like one house manager who runs an estate down there. We've known him for quite a long time. He's in our community. So that in itself has been, it, it means that Southwest is on our radar for the last yeah. like, you know, 12, 16 months. Are they live out roles down there? Mixture, mixture. Okay. I mean, if you can find people locally living down there, it's brilliant. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, there is, you know, with the estates, there's always accommodation on offer. Yeah, firm. Okay, cool. Well, there were my fun facts. How fun were they? <laughs> they I mean, literally, I need a breather I, from that fun. <laughs> I know, I know. I warned you. Tell us a bit more about you then. So how long have you worked in recruitment for? 12 years. And is that all been agency-based? Yes, two agencies. You're my, you're my second. There we go. Sloppy, second, sloppy seconds. Second best, second best. <laughs> Okay, cool. So obviously you've seen it. It's nice to have done two different agencies because mm. you can probably see how different agencies can work. Mm -hmm. There's a million different ways to run an agency. Definitely. The right way and the wrong way. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but there are lots of different ways you can run an agency. Oh, we're bad, aren't we? Talk us through them in your mind. Like, why do you think clients should use an agency? The one word that comes to mind is easy. When you get it right... Honestly, you will just have no idea how much easier your life is going to be. We have one house manager in particular. You'll know who I'm talking about, Philippa. And literally, we have been working with him for so long and he has given us so much of his time at the beginning of the process mm. that he can now literally just text me, housekeeper, this property. And I, I, I don't even need anything else from him. I will, I will know exactly what he needs, exactly what he's talking about. I'll go out. Within the day, he'll have a handful of candidates. He'll usually make an offer and hire someone within the week. And that is literally how easy your life should be as a client. You should not have to worry any more than just picking up the phone, calling your recruitment consultants and saying, this is what I need, where, that's it. That's all they need to know if they're good at what they do and if you have that good relationship. And like, yes, at the beginning of the process, it's going to take about 30 minutes of your time. Maybe a little bit longer if we're doing a search with you, we might make a few phone calls to you to make sure that we're getting everything right. But that time that you're going to put in at the very, very beginning of the process will mean that you have a dedicated recruitment consultant for years who totally understands you, your needs, what your house setup is. So it just... 
that little bit of time at the very beginning is just going to pay off dividends and make your life so much easier. And also as well, like when we have that relationship with you, we really care about who we're putting into your household and we know who we're putting in your, you into your, into your household. So we're going to get it right. You're not going to have that high turnover of staff. When we're telling people about the property and the job, because we know you and because we know your property, it becomes easier for us to then sell the job. Do you know what I mean? And talk about the other staff that we've placed there and how great the house manager is and how fantastic the work environment is and how brilliant the, the staff feedback is. Again, it's, it just feeds back into how easy your life can be. Playing devil's, ad- devil's advocate. I know that some people have horrific experience with agency. Oh, and this gosh, goes yeah. back to like how agencies should and shouldn't operate. Like I can imagine if I said to a client, why don't you need an agency? And they can easily say, there's a million of you. How do I know who to use? You all say the same thing. You're all going to send the same candidates. It's long. It's lengthy. If you get it wrong, it's really expensive. I, there's agencies out there that send you 30 CVs, like isn't there? So like, yeah. I, so I get that. Like yeah. I fully get that. And I can see why people don't like these agencies because there's so many agencies, 30 bloody thousand. Yeah. So many agencies that like don't make it easy yeah or they get it wrong or don't take the time for example but like even here like I use recruitment agencies I've fully practiced what I preach so like we are hiring at the moment we've got someone starting on Monday and we've got more interviews happening we like direct applicants but we also for me it's time I am busy and in the same with the same with estate managers and, and our principals, like they have full-time jobs. Yeah. Often estate managers have beyond full-time jobs. And then all of a sudden they need to get two housekeepers and a chef. Like, how are they going to fit that in? So all if it was them and all, when I'm hiring, I just want on Friday to meet three people. And that's all and in the, I don't even know who they bit until I turn up. That's it. And and I don't want to have to do anything else. So it's just if it's done well. So even with all the cons, which I fully, fully get. I still think there's benefits there. I do it and I pay an agency for our recruitment, which sounds mad, but there are rec to rec agencies that specialised in recruiting recruitment consultants for recruitment agencies, but they're effective and it's work. But I, I can see in so many people, I've got, I've got clients, in fact, we worked with someone recently and he'll say to me, I hate using agent, agencies. I'm like, well, that's a lovely opener to a phone call. Thanks. How can I help? Yeah. I Let pa- me help you, please. I hate, I, hate, I hate paying recruiters. Great. See ya. I hate working with clients. I hate working with clients. Yeah, exactly. But for me, it's worth the money if you get it right. And so like, I get it. And when people say it's just too risky, well, it's not if you give your agency, your recruiter the time. And normally when it doesn't go well and they don't get it right, it's when you haven't invested enough time at the beginning of the process. Your recruiter should know everything, should know enough to get that right. You know, we get this. Like we only really work exclusively. If a client calls us and says, oh, we've got six agencies on this. I've never been less interested in a role because what's the point? Because, and all that says to me, it's not even a case of, oh, I'm, there's not much of a chance of filling it. It's more, I know you're not going to give me the time I need yeah. for me to do my job yeah. because the time I need from you, you're not going to give to five other people. As you know, we have our like candidate go-to list. Yes. If we get housekeeper role, chef role, we normally have our go-to people, especially if it's temp. Like, I think it's important that people know how, they should be trying to get on that list. Mm-hmm. And so many people don't try hard enough to or be they're trying noticed. in the wrong way. Trying in the wrong way or don't understand or they don't appreciate the volume of applicants yes. we get oh and standing God, out, yeah. et cetera. So like from your point of view then, so like how are people on your list? How do people stand out well to you? It's like how we stand out to clients or how we try and stand out to clients. It's always the candidates who, who stay at the forefront of my mind. You know, it's the ones that 
they don't hound me, but they just WhatsApp me every every now and then. How are you? Just checking in. They recommend us. They shout about us on LinkedIn. We, we have just really positive conversations with them. They've got really interesting work like experience. And they're just kind of, they have found that perfect balance between being ever present without being a pest. Yeah. And that's where it's such a fine line. That is, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It really is. You know, you just have to find that, yeah, that really perfect balance between being in touch enough yeah. without being that annoying person that's, you know, yeah. it just can't, won't leave us alone kind of thing. And I get it. I get it's hard. It's it's heartbreaking looking for a new job. When you've applied for something, you want to make sure that the agent knows that you're interested. Mm-hmm. But I will say this once, I said this to you earlier, like there are people out there who will apply for a job on our website at two minutes past two. And at three minutes past two, they'll call the office to say, I just want to let you know how interested I am in the position. Or oh, have, um, have you seen my have application? Have seen my application? Now, Guys, for those of you out there who have done this, you've applied for the job, so we know you're interested. You don't need to call us to let us know that you're interested. You've applied for it, so that's it. That's all you need to have done. Also as well, like when you, when your application goes through, it's coming through with probably about 50 others at the same time, mm-hmm. along with about 50 emails, along with about 25 LinkedIn messages, mm-hmm. along with a very noisy WhatsApp. So just give us time. You might think in your head, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really pushing myself here. I'm going to stand out. You're not really standing out for the right reasons. You're standing out because you've crossed that line into Pesterville. Yeah. Um, and you need to just take a step back mm. and remember, go, okay, I've applied for it on Wednesday. I might give them a quick call on the Friday. I was going to say, follow up, fine. Yeah. But give yeah. us a minute. Bloody hell, give us a minute. Or someone will apply at the weekend and call us at one minute past nine on Monday. And it's like, I'm yeah. literally still making a cup of tea. Come on, yeah. Yeah. You just like, I mean, do you you guys probably, maybe you do because you're looking for a job. And again, I apologise if you are. But, you know, we, we can't literally sit there with our emails open 24-7. You know, when we get in on a Monday morning, we it's not just emails for us. It's phone calls. It's answer phone. It's WhatsApp messages, it's LinkedIn messages, it's in-mails, it's job boards, it's re, it's, there's so much. It's not just emails for us. So we don't just, we don't have the luxury of sitting down. And we're meeting people, you're meeting clients, you're in the office. So we don't have the luxury of sitting down at 9am on a Monday and just have your email to read. You know, sadly, that's not the case. So it's just, again, it's just going back to that fine line between being great and fantastic and being the person I want to pick up the phone to call and see how you're doing to being that pest who is just... On my back. Yeah. Again, I cannot stress enough how much I understand how annoying it can be to find a new job. I'm working with recruiters. It can be a ball ache sometimes. But, you know, we're not doing this to hurt your feelings. We're not ignoring you. We're not ghosting you. It's literally within our best interest to find you a job if we can. We are on your side. So maybe just be on ours a little bit as well. Once we feel that, we will like... I, we will be so loyal to you. Mm. If we feel that you've got our back and that you're loyal to us and that you get us, we will put 150% into finding you a job. Do you know what um, I get quite a lot? I don't know if people realise this. I get loads of people that apply to a role online then message me directly on LinkedIn to let me know they've applied. And I'm like thinking it might um, prioritise them because I'm the owner. And so someone will say, oh, I've just applied to the palace manager role in Dubai. Um, just to let you know. And I'm like, okay, that's in a different office with a different person who I'm never going to speak to about. Like, I don't need to be told that. Yeah. Just like all that say, oh, I, mean, I want to apply for this role. Okay, cool. Can you do the website? Yeah. Oh yeah, I've already applied. Just I was like, okay, great. Yeah. It's a bit like when um people copy me into stuff, thinking oh, gosh, that it's gonna yeah. like be noticed more. It's just kind of annoying. It is annoying. It kind of looks like they're snitching. Yeah. Oh, bit. it is. Yeah. Don't be a snitch as yeah. well. Oh, my God, guys, don't be a snitch. Oh, so I'm part of this good agency club. I don't know if people know about this. So basically, I decided about a year ago to reach out to a load of competitors. Mm-hmm. 
and be like, do you want to go for lunch? Load of people didn't reply to me, but load of people did. And it yeah. sounds so cool. There's like us and nine of my competitors. We go idea. for lunch and like have drinks and it's so cool. Um, I put a message out on there a little while ago or a couple of weeks ago to be like, anyone want to come on my podcast? Deathly silence. Dead so- oh. But I might ring one of them anyway. Oh, for- go on. I could ring John. Go on. I could ring. Should I ring Laura? Ring Laura. Ring Laura. Laura. Yeah. Laura at Silver and Bow. Check her out. She's got an agency. Very similar to ours. Very yeah. similar size to ours. Yeah. And she's just absolutely lovely. And yes, Laura at Silver and Bow. We get loads of messages to be like, I want to get hold of Laura. I'm really confused. Laura's not going back to me. Or, <laughs> or do I not? And I'm like, wrong agency. She doesn't know that I'm going to ring her though. Oh, she's going to kill us. And she already said to me, I don't want to be on your podcast. Oh, she's <laughs> definitely going to kill you. I have nothing to do with this. Well, Everyone's what, a witness. I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions. Sorry, Laura, in advance. Oh, she'll kill me, won't she? Hey, Philippa. Hello. Hello, I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm good. Don't don't kill me, but you know you said you didn't want to be on my podcast. Yeah. So I'm recording my podcast. No. And it's kind of like, and so you're you're on. No. I kind of thought it's better to ask for uh, forgiveness and ask for permission. I'll not take up too much of your time. I basically sat here with Laura. Hi, Laura. My my Laura. Do you get do you get mixed up from, from my Laura as well? Because my Laura gets mixed yeah. up with you all the time. We do, yeah, we do. We get that all the time as well. <laughs> nice to speak to you finally, Laura. You too. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, we're sat here chatting about how candidates can make the most out of their recruitment agency. And basically, yeah. we're sort of saying like we get so many applicants in, and like so many people don't make much of an effort to sort of stand out. And I was like, I wonder if other agencies have the same issue. So like, I was wondering if you don't mind me asking, like, do, how many applicants do you reckon you get a week in your agency? Um. So it depends on the time of the year, I guess, and also the sort of current vacancies. Mm. Um, you can bet your bottom dollar that if we get a dog nanny role for 60k, we'll get oh, in Chelsea. Oh, God. Yeah, a thousand applicants in literally just a day for that role. Yeah. So generally, though, we we probably get a few thousand applicants a week. Um, mm. And yeah, I mean, it's always a battle to make sure we've looked at every CV, because again, you know, that one unicorn candidate that you've been waiting for will be in there somewhere. Mm. And of course, we we can't speak to everyone. What's your view, actually, um, a slight aside, on replying to everyone or not replying to everyone? What do you do? Because we're, we're on the fence about this, because obviously it takes time, but it's a nice thing to do. But it's kind of like also, it annoys me when people are replying clearly unsuitable. I feel like, do you warrant a yeah. reply? I don't know. I, I think we we don't, unless it's a candidate that we already know and they're approaching us and they are interested in a role and we'll just say, look, it's not a good fit. Mm. But if it's just somebody that we don't know, then we won't be um, replying just because, you know, in, in the past that hasn't led us to, to anywhere, um, you know, good. My Laura and I said earlier this week, actually, we've decided that if the job spec says you need to be a US citizen to apply to this role, I've decided that if you're a US citizen, I will always reply to you. But if you're not a US citizen and you're from the Middle East or something, I'm just not going to reply because I'm just like, you're wasting my time. Yeah, if you don't have the... Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You know, if you do... If you do have the requisite experience mm. that we have put on that job set, we will get in touch with you anyway because we want to speak to you. Mm. So really, we're only talking about applicants that don't satisfy the criteria. And I think what is frustrating to these applicants is that they don't know that they don't satisfy the criteria, but mm. we have all of the information because obviously we're, we, you know, we know all of the information from the client as well. Yeah. And and so if we're not getting back to them, it's because it's not a good match. Yeah, exactly. Um, out yeah. of interest, are all of your applicants via email? Do you get many people call up? Is it all kind of sort of on online? 
I would say, yeah, most candidates are online. They know how to approach us via the advertised route. But mm. we still have, I mean, you know, at least 50 calls a day from candidates inquiring directly about roles. They're generally candidates that are not registered with us. So, I mean, you know, our advice is send us your CV first so that we can have a meaningful conversation if you do call us. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I don't know if you're like us, like we get so many unsuitable. I'd say if we post a role, I'd say probably 10% are people that I can actually consider. I get so many unsuitable applicants. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the time. Okay, good. Yeah. And then sometimes you get one applicant that has, you know, is applying to every single role from a top chef, Mm. top house manager, top nanny, top everything role. So you you know that that's just not um, a viable candidate. I was going to say to you, give me your biggest bugbear because I reckon that's it for me. When you can, it's on our system, I can just see. Like, I'm not going to take you seriously when I can, you applied for a Russian speaking nanny and a two Michelin level chef. And uh, yeah, what's your biggest yeah, bug? What's yeah. your biggest bugbear when reviewing applications? Um, for, well, candidates that are, um, they don't have enough longevity, you know, in roles and, and they're going for the, um, you know, the, the most sought after roles, mm. you know, for those candidates and for anyone in general, I think that my best advice would be, you know, and this is based on the feedback that we get from clients time and time again, is that they're looking for candidates that have longevity in previous roles. Mm. So, you know, you can have the best experience in the world and, you know, all the qualifications, but if you do not have the longevity, many clients you know, they'll simply won't take the risk of offering you a role. So, you know, we tell them, you know, candidates that are constantly kind of like hopping around, you know, we say, look, Mm. um, you know, and sometimes they're even happy in their current position. And we tell them, let's stick it out, get longevity and experience in that role. And that will in turn translate into that salary rise and that career progression down the line. So, you know, when when they do move, they will be a really covetable sought after candidate. Um, You know, they've got to remember Remember that these are private clients and you know they want to keep turnover to an absolute minimum mm. there's also an agency fee in place and the last thing that they want is to be um you know having to you know cause that turmoil in their private life and and having to to, to change that person a few months down the line you know what i hate so, though yeah. i hate clients to say well longevity when they can't keep freaking stuff so mm. i always want to say to a client when they say to me uh we only want um staff that have done more than three years, I'll say, I know when I work with clients that keep hold of their staff for more than three years. Yeah. It's a two-way thing. When they say we want to see references, like I always, honestly, I'd love to have the balls one day, maybe I will, when a principal says, I need to speak to their last three referees, I'll, I'll say, it's absolutely fine. Can I speak to your last three members of staff? Yeah. yeah it should no, be two-way references, shouldn't it? That's a good point. And I think sometimes we will, you know, we will say to a, to a, to a, a client and it is a difficult conversation to have that you know if um if if they have had a lot of chop and changing that those candidates with the longevity will know about it and they won't necessarily be looking for that role because they want you know that's a very covetable thing that they mm-hmm. have and and they don't they don't want to waste it in a role where you know they're they're taking a risk themselves as well London is really transient, you know, and so sometimes it's true. And, you know, I always do push back as well and say, look, you know, if um, we've got a candidate that um, has only been in a role for a few months, but, you know, that family and we, we can check that that family did indeed move away you know we will always make her a strong case and, and mm. push for that candidate to be considered because it is true that London you know London people do move around and sometimes there's like reasons like families yeah. to move and you know exactly. couples break exactly. up and stuff 
Okay, fab. Just to finish up then, um, I've been asked to ask you, give me a quick fire round, one love, one hate in applications. Is it like one thing you love, one thing you hate? I love a well, a, a short CV. So, you know, save me the 10 pages, please. Mm. And, you know, well-structured and with ideally no typos as well. I think mm. that's, that's a good yeah. one. Uh, I love that. And a hate would be, um, you mean in a CV? Or, yeah, or just in an application. In an application. Candidates that, um, you know, think that they know better than we do um, mm. and somehow think that we're not, we're not working for them and that we're not trying our best to put them forward for a role. Um, you know, as I said previously, we have information that they may not, not be privy to, which means that they're not suitable for a role because why would we otherwise um, intervene and, you know, not put them forward for a role? It is in both of our interests for, you know, to put good candidates forward um, to the client and fill the position. So, you know, there has to be that element of trust. Um, that's really important, um, you know, in a, in a relationship between a candidate and the agency. Completely agree. Well, thank you yeah. very, thank you very much. Sorry for calling. Sorry for making you. I, 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 sorry for dragging thank you, you on. I'll see you for wine soon. Bye. Bye. You promise everyone wine. I know. Honestly, I got to stop like? doing that. This is what she do does. Everyone, if you she promises what? you wine, you know she's going to ask for a favour. <laughs> just like it's just a point. They're like, I love. Like I'm such a good friend of hers, and she's a direct competitor. There's only agencies that refuse to talk to each other. Which is just and we're now just like such good mates. She's invited yeah. me to her fortieth out in Marbella. Like how cool is that? I'm Mallorca. Sorry, how cool is that? I know. Love you, Laura. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Laura. <laughs> I want to bring on Chris. So Chris uh, has joined us, been for us nearly a year now. Hi, Chris, how are you? Good, Philippa, how are you? Sorry for dragging you on again. No worries. Is this no second worries. time? Third time, third, third time. time. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You love it. Thank you. <laughs> Honestly, it's when I'm sort of short, I guess I look around the office, I'm thinking, who's just going to be, who's, who's going to be easier? Me just or to, Chris? Yeah, exactly, Laura and Chris. Because other people fight harder not to do it. And you're just like, fine. Two agents that get dragged yeah, on. Exactly. Yes, there we go. Remind everybody what you do here or actually your new recent job yes i'm now the sales manager so i do a lot of business development and community building and also work with all the lovely consultants and um laura to build <laughs> out <laughs> i'm joking um just help them um develop their desks work out what we could do better and things like that so that's my new role you basically give people more work to do i do <laughs> they love you yeah they do <laughs> Right, I've got a few um, let's get to know Chris a bit better. Quick fire. Morning bird or night owl? Morning bird. Rugby or football? Rugby. Honestly, these two. Our office is so dull when they talk about rugby. Wine or beer? Guinness. Oh, neither. Nor. Eat in or eat out? Mm, if my partner's here, eat in. If not, <laughs> <could>. eat out. <laughs> <laughs> Texting or talking? Talking. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Playlists or podcasts? Podcasts, actually, oh. massively. Big fan, big fan. British Scandal at the moment, it's very good. Oh, you've got me into that. I was yeah. be, uh, listening to the Howard Marks yeah. one. Very good. And then finally, running or cycling? Running. When my ankle's not hanging on by a thread, running. I did, mm. a, I did a half marathon last year and I really want to try and do it again this year. Mm. But he's not, he's not doing his physio. Haven't started training. So, yeah, it's getting, getting and old. And it's in six weeks. But we'll see. Oh, yeah. You should, mm. Go for a run. Yeah, but my ankle. Oh, yeah. Go, here we go. Right. <laughs> see, excuses already. She does one high rocks competition and thinks she's a PT. Uh, two. <laughs> um, okay, fine. So before you joined us, you've done yonks in agencies. How long have you been in recruitment for? I've been knocking 10 years now. Um, well, a year 
Well, as long as you, when you were at Three Tons House is when I started. How old Silver Swan? 10, 11 years? Yeah, 10 years, nine yeah. years. And have you just done agencies? No, so I've done, I worked for three agencies. You had the pleasure of witnessing my first one and we know how fun that was. So three agencies, two fantastic agencies actually, and then two internal roles. One was one of the best roles I've had in my life since here. The other one wasn't. And then, yeah, came on here. So have have jumped around a little bit, I think a year and a half, three years, two years across three different agencies, but very different agencies. Laura at Silver and Bow will not like your lack of longevity on your suit. No, she would, she would not like it, no. That's a book bear right there. Yeah, so I actually, you were talking about Rec to Rec earlier, which um, I don't know how I know because I, I was sat here the whole time. Um, <laughs> so you were talking about Rec to Rec. I did that for 18 months. I then worked um, mainly with startups for a very long time, for three, uh, four, five years, doing everything non-tech for tech startups. And then a little bit of tech, which was actually, re- I, I love that. It was really, really interesting. But when I look to go back into agency, the startup space is just not where it was five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every, well, for 2022 and 2023, all you had to do was open the news and, you know, Unicorn X had just released 40% of their workforce. Yeah. And then been with you for a year, nearly. I can't believe, we keep saying, I can't believe we didn't do it sooner. Yeah. Because I've known you for so long. So it's great because you've basically seen it from all angles. You've worked in different types of agencies, different industries, in-house agency. You've been a candidate, you've been a client. So you've really seen it from all angles. Um, So obviously we've been talking about um, the point of agencies. Do you see the point of agencies? Oh, 100%. um, 100%. There's such a need. There's such a need for agencies. Look, when you look, it was really easy to do this when I was in corporate. So let's say... All, all startups. So let's say a head of success is head of customer success is on 60 grand a year, right? And they're looking for a senior customer success manager and they think they can do it themselves, right? So you're pay a thousand pounds for an ad or 500 pounds to a thousand pounds for an advert. You'll then get 60 applications at most in my recruitment career. I've probably placed one in three jobs maybe one in, probably one in five jobs by applications. Mm-hmm. Most of the people I've had to go out and find myself. So you then review all those applications. Then you need to work out how to do LinkedIn. Then you reach out to everybody and then you, you know, see if they want to come in, conduct the interview process. Even if that goes super smoothly, you've taken out a week a year, a week of your pay. And that's just what you're paid. That's not with the loss of revenue that's not been made mm-hmm. by your day-to-day job. And then on top of that, if for whatever reason that person doesn't work out because you might be able to hire, but you don't know how to identify if this is their true job or they're just looking for it for three months or whatever that is, you then have to replace. I think the cost of replacing a failed member of staff is something like three times their salary. Wow. Recruiters, we are experts in what we do. A lot of people think they can do it. But if you use a recruiter and you get a good relationship, yeah, there's definitely... Um, ways to use agency. Like we're using a rec to rec now. We're mm. using a few rec to recs. Some are great. Some haven't been as great, mm. you know, and yeah, it's it's super important. And also as well, I feel like, like you just said, a lot of the placements we make are people that we've gone and found. If you're doing your own recruitment, you're not going to go find it. So you're already not going to get that. You're relying on applications. I always think when you put an advert up, it's a very small, it's just a snapshot of who's looking at that website at that time. It's not a true representation of all the people available in the market. And as individuals, we're lazy, right? I admit I'm super lazy. Like when I was doing my sort of job hunting last year before I joined you, I wasn't applying for nearly enough 
But I was taking every, I was listening to everyone that approached me. Mm. You know, there are people out there that are unhappy. Mm. They're not going to apply for your role, but if they get contacted, mm. they will reply. And that's, I'm not saying everybody's like that, but it's humans like, after you've done a nine hour day, the last thing you want to do is stare at a computer and apply for five more jobs mm. and personalize your cover letter and everything else. Mm. So no, I, and when, you know, I had a client in my last job, my last job was at Dartmouth Partners, shout out to them because I think they're a great agency. I had a client at Dartmouth Partners and we'd worked together for so long. We didn't speak. You know, we, we barely chatted. I think I made 43 hires there in 12 months. Wow. And I wouldn't even send details. I would speak to the candidate. I had a link to their diary. I put the candidate straight in for diary and I'd text to say, who else are they meeting? Yeah. And then we'd have a call every Friday of the A interviews he had that week. Who was he offering? Who was he not? Mm. You know, and that's the, like, when it gets like that, I made a lot of money after mm. a very, offer of a very low fee account because A, I could decide within five minutes of speaking to someone if they were right, at least from a culture fit perspective, which is half of what the private household world is. Yeah. And B, I would work hard mm. because I knew I was going to get the fee out of it. But this is this has been successful because they trusted you. Yeah. And so it annoys me when I when I send CVs or resumes to a client and they say, I don't interview any of them. I'm like, hold on a minute. You've asked me to find you people. I found you people and you're not even going to speak to them. You should get to the point where they'll like you've got it with a couple of your clients, Russell especially, like he'll interview anyone you send him, he'll interview. It's like, when can, when, can, when can they come tomorrow? And I feel like as a client, if you're using us and you're not interviewing the people we're putting forward, then our relationship is already fractured. Yeah. You should speak to every single person I send you because that basically means you're not trusting me if you're not speaking to the people I'm representing. The worst thing a client can do is you send four CVs and they say, no, none of them are right. What they need to do is have five minutes, 10 minutes with each of them mm. and then say, actually, these two are right. These two aren't right because... For these reasons. Because if you turn around to every agency you use and say, these four aren't right with no reason, we're not going to get right because yeah. we don't know what's wrong. And that takes five minutes. Everyone says, oh, send me an email. Just jump on a call. You do, do you like call. Philippa? No. Do you like Laura? Yeah. Also, surely what you do, you make a lot of money doing it. Just focus on that. Pay us to do what we do best. Yeah, exactly. And also, we strangely love recruitment. Yeah. Most people don't like hiring. So if you're in a full-time job, and it's a bit like the applica- you don't want to apply to jobs after your nine-hour day. But equally, you're a nine-hour day. Now you've got to look at resumes and think about hiring. You don't like doing it. You're not trained in it. So how do you think you're going to do a very good job? How like arrogant to think you're going to do a better job than a recruitment agency that all they do is look for good talent all day long, whether they're needed or not. We're constantly... I don't wait for a chef role to look for chefs. We're always registering good chefs with or without roles. So... Yeah, and like you say, you said earlier, it's expensive to hire good staff. It's more expensive to hire bad staff or the wrong staff. Oh, God, yeah. And that's also, if you hire a bad member of staff and you don't realise for six weeks, you don't know the knock-on effect when two of your best staff quit three months later. Exactly. Um, And the loss of earnings that they should have been doing in that time, et cetera, et cetera. working with agencies at the moment for our internal hiring some good some bad why are the bad bad and why are the good good I'll give, like I so look I'm a recruiter if you give me a role I'll fight tooth and nail for the money right mm. and I rang I rang one recruiter and I'm not going to mention them because I don't think it's fair but we had a really good conversation they were like oh yeah we'll start sending you CVs that was December 3rd I have not heard a single thing and there's a million recruiters looking for work at the moment. Yeah, I've not heard a single thing since December 3rd. And what's worse is I know this person, like, personally. Mm, weird. And I've chased and not got a response. The other thing is, look, we all love a wild card. And I'll take a wild card as long as it's accompanied by someone I've actually, mm. you know, that hits the brief. Like, and there's been other agencies that have gone, right, well, here's one person. I know they're not exactly what you're looking for. 
No, they're not. They're not, not exactly. They're not. Mm-hmm. And just the other thing I've said to everyone, what we do is really unique. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know, like, this world's really interesting. I've always thought, oh, like, when we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know if there's going to be enough money in this. Like, some of our fees are 40 grand. There mm-hmm. is enough money in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like, the other thing I've said to everybody, if someone's kind of interested, put them on the phone with me, yeah. put them on the phone with you, put them on the phone with you. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get them excited. Yeah. So it's just lack of responses. Like, not even, not even like a, oh, we've not spoken to anyone this week. Mm. Like, well, when we, when you sold to me, you said you registered 60 candidates a week. Mm. So, you know, if you've registered 240 candidates this month, how is none of them right for us? Um, also, no news is news. If you've got no news, call me, tell me you've got no news. In it, Just a voice note, if, not, if anything else. Voice note, I haven't forgot about you. I'm thinking about you all the time. Not like that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And also, I think in our industry, there's all about communication. Recruiters that can't communicate... Yeah, and if you can't give bad news, you're in the wrong line of work. Oh, yeah. People just don't give news. They don't want to get, they just not ring you to tell you you haven't been successful. Before I took the job with you, this is a side note, but I interviewed with a company and it was for an internal position. And I worked out I'd given up nine hours over doing tasks and speaking to various people and everything else. And I chased him for a week to get an email. And I actually rang him and I was like, to reject me via email Mm. after I've given up nine hours of my life. Mm, Like, call me. Well, I'm glad that you didn't get it. Yeah, I know you're still sort of still candidate facing to a degree here. Um, how are candidates standing out to you? Not necessarily in your corporate world, but in this industry. I know it's slightly different. How are candidates standing out to you? I'm going to echo, look, I love a short CV. I don't need war and peace. Yeah. I've dealt with a lot of Americans recently and I've had blanket. I don't speak to recruiters. I don't like recruiters. You know, and I always want to go back to them and say, do you know what? I went out for dinner last Tuesday and I got food poisoning after it. That doesn't mean I'm never going to go to a restaurant again. Mm. I went to a bar and ordered a vodka martini and got a dirty, you know, whatever yeah. it is. Mm. Like recruitment is like anything else. Our lives would be really easy mm. if everyone did the job really well. Mm-hmm. So just being open to conversations and just being honest yeah. and upfront is a big, big one. The other thing, being open for a call and just being being pleasant. Like mm. you do speak to some people that look at us as a service in the line of work we're in in particular, we don't care how you talk to the Mr. and Mrs. We don't talk just how you talk to the Mr. and Mrs. Mm. We care how you talk to the housekeeper. Mm. So if you're going to talk to us like we're suppliers, we're not going to put you forward. People can be so rude. I'm like, I don't need this. Like, you're looking for work. You need me more than I need you at the moment. Yeah. Um, and if you call us, a lot of the time I'll pick up the phone if someone calls mm. and if they don't get the answer they like, they'll full on switch and turn mm. on the aggressive mode mm. and start demanding to speak to a manager because they think I'm just a receptionist. Mm. I'm just a receptionist in their mind. You have absolutely no idea who's picking up the phone. Mm. You pick up the phone sometimes, mm. Philippa, and you're the business owner. Mm. So it's always be nice. No matter who you think you're talking to, mm. it shouldn't matter. Be decent. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because you never know. You never yeah. know. And like the, the person that you're speaking to on the phone could be the deciding factor as to whether or not you're going to get the job or not. Exactly. Yeah, because realistically, if we get someone who's super rude, we will, we'll mark them as do not use. Absolutely. Like you, you will have a note on your file. If you're rude to a recruiter, it will be somewhere. It yes. will be written down somewhere. Your name will be known within that company. Mm. There's no need to be rude to us. No. Do you know what I mean? There really isn't. And I have been spoken to horrendously in my recruitment career. It's been absolutely horrible the way mm. I've been spoken to. There has never been a need to us. So yeah, just be careful. Be kind. Yeah, don't be a dick. The last thing candidate side is be happy, happy when we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. Like the, the amount of times I'll go, do you know what? I've not been asked that before, but let me go and speak to the client. And I've had a couple of, why don't you know that? It hasn't come up. Also, it's way more niche than you think it is. Do 
just before we finish up with a very fun game. So, stick or ick. I'm going to ask a few statements, say a few statements, and maybe you go first, Laura, and then you go second, so you're not both shouting at the same time, and hold your little sign up because we're videoing this. And so, where do we start? Simple. Up-to-date LinkedIn profile. Stick. Stick. <laughs> she forgot. I got really excited. Um, also, how many how many times do we get an applicant with a CV or resume and there's not up-to-date, and their last job was 2021? Ooh. And it's like, do you, like, do you want to update it? Or what have you been doing since then? Oh, I've been working in private households, but I didn't put it down because it's not been permanent. So you're telling me you've been working as a freelance butler within private households for four years and you didn't think it was relevant to apply for a freelance butler position in a private household? <laughs> Commenting, interesting on LinkedIn post. Ick. That's what's I'm, I'm Ick. partly stick for the engagement, but if you think that's going to get you a job, you're... you're no. yeah. Do you reckon it's auto, like auto, like automated, like, or... Well, you can, but you actually have to make the decision, to the write, conscious to decision it. to say, I'm going to comment interested. Providing references upon application. Stick. Stick. Providing references at 20 years old on our application. Stick. I like it when people refuse to give me the date of birth, but then will proudly have their O-levels on their CV or have references from 25 years old. I don't even know what an O-level is. Exactly. It's just what my mum had. Like, what is, oh. Oh, 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 yes. You won't know this. <laughs> okay, okay. Qualification. Yes, exactly. So basically, O-levels are like my mum did O-levels and then the everything modernised and now called A-levels. But it shows your age if you did O-levels. Funny. Uh, cover letters. Mm. Mm, I'm it. Oh, Laura's got both. Yeah, I'm it. I'm well, sticky icky. I don't read them. Oh, no, I read the it CV depends. first. I read the CV and resume first. I don't know. I um, recently, I was recruiting for a position before Christmas for uh, a position that we normally wouldn't work on, client liaison. You know the one I'm talking oh, yeah. about, Philippa. And I spoke to someone and she, after I spoke to her, and I loved her. I thought she was brilliant. But after I spoke to her, she went away, she did her research and she emailed me and she said, look, I've put together a very quick cover letter, just highlighting a few more things I think could be relevant to the job. Perfect. And I opened it and I was like, that is, Perfect. I love us. I yeah. love us. It couldn't be a more per per perfect situation to get a cover letter. In that case, I love them. They're very stick. Mm. But if you say, yeah, generic. it's generic, it's ick. We don't need it. That's a good idea, I think. Send, you, send your CV or resume, have a chat with the recruiter, then say, based on the brief you've given me, can I now write your yeah, cover letter? Yeah, that's an epic idea. And yeah. it just shows that you've gone away, you had a real good think yeah. about it. You know, you're obviously keen, you're taking initiative. I love that. But yeah, there's other, no, there's no need to Chris stop it. Chris is holding up ick. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's no need otherwise, guys. Thank you. Open to work banner on your LinkedIn profile. Stick. I like it. Why yeah, not? I, mean, well, I don't know why that's I a don't understand why that's a thing. No. Well, actually, I don't have hiring on mine because I get two in a day. That's okay. I'm, I'm not yeah. like, no one, you don't all need to have it, but like, yeah, yeah I don't see the problem. No. I hate it when people say, oh, look at you with the what, open to work banner. I'm like, oh, they're open to work because we've got this thing like paying for our lives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not having a voicemail on your phone. Ick, I hate it. I'm calling in. I can't even leave a voicemail. Yeah. Yeah. Either, or not being on WhatsApp. Yeah, not, not being, being on, on WhatsApp. WhatsApp. <sighs> Honestly, when you That's speak to an American, sin. I speak to so many Americans and they're like, what in the EU is WhatsApp? Like, because it's just not a thing over no, there. No, yeah. it's not really. No. Absolutely not. We've got oh over 450 God. WhatsApp members. That's pretty impressive. Because 450 have WhatsApp, WhatsApp right. members. I'd say half of them the communities. only use WhatsApp for the for our communities. They well, won't use it otherwise. Do you reckon, what did they use then? Should we, do, should we be using something else? This is an offline conversation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Asking Chris to, to redo. Ick to having inappropriate work conversations on podcasts. <laughs> okay. A one page CV. Stick. If yeah, it's, if as it's, long as it's got them. If it's well written. Yeah. A, yeah. a two page CV. Yeah, stick. If it's well written. A four page CV. Ick. Mm, no, I'm going to stick icky on that one. Selfie on your CV. Ick. Just get someone else to take a photo of you. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and don't send me a t- one where you look naked, ladies and gentlemen. Naked, yeah. Or a really old yeah. photo. Can it not be taken with a yeah. pinhole camera? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or are you on a night out in the town with the lads, like chugging yeah. a pint? Yeah, I've had a show for applications holding a fag and a pint. Yeah, yeah. Let's do two more. Giving recruiters two minutes to review CV. <laughs> Big ick on that one. <laughs> when um, did you apply? <laughs> applying for lots of different jobs. Where's ick? How many can they get away? How many can they get away with? Two, maybe three, yeah. if they are all the same. All the yeah. same. So if we've got three butler vacancies in a similar location, yeah, with similar fine. requirements, fine. fine, yeah, yeah. But don't also don't call me and say you've run your own house so you can be a housekeeper. Oh, we get that a lot. Not true. It's I'm not 35 true. and I've got uh, 25 housekeeper years of housekeeping experience because I keep yeah. my bedroom tidy. It's an insult to those people who are actually out there working yeah. as a career housekeeper. Or if you say I can be a house manager because I've managed my own home or a nanny because I have my own children. I respect you, but you're not. Yeah, it, it is genuinely, I don't think you realise this when you're saying it to me, but you're genuinely insulting people who've made a career out of this. Yeah, exactly. So just be careful. There we are. It's a wrap, guys. Thank you very much. You've got another year before I drag it back on again. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you for listening once again. Our next episode, tune in our next episode. We're going to be focusing on um, helping you with your actual application process. As I said before, we've got a professional resume writer. She's actually coming on for the second time. She's a fabulous friend of ours here at Silver Swan. Uh, Latricia Friend, based over in New York. She's going to come on and talk about how to best write your resume, stroke CV. Um, and then we are going to have Russell in the house, uh, who um, does lots of house, house management experience. And he's going to come on and talk to you about how to turn up while to an interview and do's and don'ts when it comes to interviewing. So all that to look forward to for now. Thank you very much for joining and I'll see you all next time. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye.